Welcome to Career and Leadership Real Talk, the no-nonsense guide for ambitious managers who want to have more impact and progress their career. I'm Pamela Langan, a job search coach and expert CV writer specialising in helping frustrated professionals land the jobs and pay rises they know they deserve. And I'm Jackie Jagger, a leadership and mindset coach specialising in helping newly promoted and new to role leaders to avoid the dickhead trap and lead with confidence. Between us, we've helped hundreds of leaders and managers to find new roles, take ownership of their careers, and handle the challenges that job searches and leadership responsibility inevitably bring. And now we're joining forces to share with you what we know has worked for our clients. Hello, and welcome to episode seven. And today we've got a really juicy topic to talk about. We are talking about how you can find the right mentor. And it's so juicy. We're going to dedicate the entire episode to going through how you can find the right mentor and talking about some of our experiences of mentoring and mentoring our clients, because this is something that comes up a lot, isn't it, Jackie? All the time. (laughs) Yeah, it's a really interesting one because I certainly find with clients that people often want a mentor or think they want a mentor. But then when you start to dig and delve and explore, they're not always that clear on what a mentor is or what a mentor can do for them or how it can help. And it's finding the right mentor or mentors during your career can absolutely make a huge difference. So hopefully this will be some really practical, actionable stuff that people can kind of go, okay, yeah, that's why I want it. That's what I want it to do. Let's go. Yeah. And I think one of the key things that always comes up for me is people are not really quite sure of the difference between a coach and a mentor. So what would you say the real differences are? What probably blurs it is that often a good mentor will have a coaching style and a coaching approach. And often a coach might come from a situation where they have the capacity to offer some mentoring. So those lines can sometimes get blurred. And the way I describe the difference to people is that a coach is somebody, if you imagine if you're going on a journey, a mentor is somebody who has gone on that journey, has gained some learnings from it, and can help you learn from what they did, why they did it, why things went well, what they would do differently if they were to do it again. A coach would be somebody who would be able to support you with thinking through how you wanted to do it, who maybe would have conversations with with you along the way about how's it going? Have you thought about what do you need to think about next? But they don't necessarily need to have done that. They're prompting you to find your own best route, your own best solutions, rather than relying on their experience to share knowledge and advice. And there's absolutely value in both approaches. So this is not a kind of heckling on one or the other. Both of them can be incredibly valuable, but I think it is really important to understand similarities and differences because when you're finding which one you want or need, you need to kind of come from a point of having that. And and some definitions might be slightly different, but that's the one that I use. Yeah, and that's that's a really good example of how they are different. And I think with coaching as well, you can have a coach that has got absolutely no idea or experience in the industry that you're working in because it is about the questions and digging deep, isn't it, into 
you know, what is going on. And sometimes it's super useful to have a coach that doesn't know anything about what you do because they've got no preconceptions. If they've got no experience in your industry or your type of job, then they can ask questions without it. any unconscious bias, shall we say, popping in because they, they might have biases around a number of things because they've worked in that industry or they've experienced those particular jobs that you're doing or want to do going forward so so yeah so when you're thinking about who you choose you can think do I want somebody who's completely impartial or do I want somebody that's walked down that path and actually do I want them to give me the answers do I want them to tell me what they've done and how I can fast track it or do I want them to sit with me and explore the best way for me to do it because it's a real difference isn't there Absolutely. And an example I give is I've worked with somebody who was head of logistics and through coaching, they saved 170 grand a year on their staffing budget because they found an approach. And I've never worked in a warehouse. I know bugger all about warehousing (laughs) and logistics, but what they looked at through the approach of working with me as a coach was how they could change their processes. And the fact that I didn't know anything about their existing processes or why they come about or what have you meant that I probably asked questions they wouldn't have asked of themselves. Yeah. Could they have got that result from working with a mentor potentially because a mentor may have kind of been able to look at those processes and say, well, if you did this, this, and this, you know, or this is what I've done, but equally a mentor might not have got them that result in the same way because a mentor might have seen it the same way that they did and not brought a different perspective to the situation. So again, it's not about one being right, one being wrong. They're just different tools that can approach the same problem from a different angle. Yeah. And I think for me, that's where that unconscious bias comes into it, because if you are advising on on a certain approach and you've done that, then you already know, you know, from your experience, what happened, what went wrong, what went right. So you're almost acting from that space of, of knowing, whereas if you're a coach in that situation who doesn't understand that and doesn't have any biases around it then you're just kind of asking the right questions probing deeper to understand processes in more detail and I think that's where the difference comes in because yeah the mentor might be able to say do this this and this and get there faster but sometimes that might not be the right approach because there might be some other things that you need to explore some underlying factors that somebody who's already kind of walked that path might not consider as you know an issue for you or something that you would need to explore so I think the first thing is really just being clear on what it is that you need support with and thinking through do I need somebody to tell me what to do do I want somebody to sit and explore it with me to make sure it is the right thing to do or do I just want somebody to tell me what they've done so I can do exactly the same and move forward faster but what they did isn't necessarily what is the right thing for you to do and it's almost keeping that open-minded approach to to mentoring and to coaching really to think well you know this is where I want to get to I think but sometimes you will go through mentoring or through a coaching a number of coaching sessions and then you might think actually what I started off thinking I needed support with actually is now different because I thought it was this thing but now you've told me these things then actually it's a totally different direction and that's good too and that's where the open-mindedness becomes really useful because there might be other things other factors that can be taken into account to help you move forward even faster. And I think that's really helpful to consider those two different aspects of 
how you want to approach working with a mentor. So there's the specific of what do you want to gain from it? What support do you want from working with a mentor and from working with somebody who has kind of been there, done it, got the T-shirt? And then there's also the approach. So if you want somebody who's got that knowledge, that understanding, who you can learn how they did it, do you want them to tell you how they did it or do you want them to help you with given that they've got that context and that knowledge and understanding of the situation or the business or the industry do you want them within that to take more of an approach of partnering with you rather than telling you what to do because mentoring can sit across that spectrum you can have a mentoring relationship where somebody will give you really definite advice and you can have a mentoring relationship where a mentor will help you consider and will share kind of almost as a starter for 10. This is how I approach that kind of situation. How would that feel for you to approach it that way? Or what might you need to adapt for that to work for you? And I think if you've got clarity on what you want to work on and what you want to get from it, and also which of those types of approaches works best, then that's a brilliant platform for understanding whether somebody that you might approach or might be allocated as a mentor, how that is going to work for you. Because if you have somebody who has a very directive approach and you're very independent minded and you like to come up with your own ideas, then having somebody who's done it their way and telling you effectively you should do it this way or this is what I think you should do will be really frustrating equally if you are wanting really clear direction and you've got somebody who is taking more of that kind of partnering approach, then that can feel quite disconcerting because you're just kind of like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. If I knew what to do, I'd just do it. I want you to tell me. I think it's about understanding. And and in an ideal world, you know, great mentors often flex between those styles and you can kind of adapt it within the relationship. Uh, But I think if you go into it, knowing what, broadly what kind where within that spectrum works best for you on a general basis then at the start of that mentoring relationship you can create a situation where it's going to work for both sides yeah definitely and I think it's really important that you lead that relationship yourself as well because I've been in a situation where I was entered into a mentoring program and there's a pool of mentors and it was like these are all the people who need mentor and who would like to mentor them and it was all new to me at that time And I went into that almost with my eyes closed. There was so many things that at the time as a new senior manager that I felt like I needed development with, but I didn't really know where to start. And I thought the mentor was going to kind of guide me through the whole thing. But actually she hadn't been in a similar role to me. She hadn't really walked the same path before. She didn't really get what I was trying to do. I had some real difficult direct reports. We were going through a whole culture change piece and she'd not really done that. So we got allocated to each other and then we spent the next 12 weeks meeting up, going through all of this stuff because she was a bit like, well, okay, this is what you need support with. I don't really know how to help you, but I'm going to go away and research because I've been given this role as a mentor and I'm going to give you something. And she was talking me through all of these things, which in hindsight, it was good to kind of learn those theories, but some of the things she'd not actually ever used herself, she didn't understand the strong personalities and how to deal with them. So all of the things I was struggling with at the time, she couldn't really support me with. And rather than taking ownership, 
of the situation and saying thanks so much you've been amazing but the type of mentor that I need now is somebody that can help me with these difficult people to understand from a strategy point of view how I lead this department and then underneath that how I manage these difficult personalities and then find somebody within the business who could do that that's why when I speak about mentoring I always say you might not always know at the start what you need to put on but if you can be as clear as possible that really helps and even if you can just pinpoint one thing to start with because you can have a number of mentors you don't just need to have one you can call on a number of people and draw on lots of their experiences in order to help you move forward with whatever you need help with it might be how do I get promoted how do I become more visible in this organization in a positive way how do I get the senior management to notice me there's a whole range of things that you could ask for support with and have a whole range of different mentors working with you on but I think for me the key thing is you should always kind of end it on a on a real friendly note thanks so much for all your support but now it's time for me to go and implement all of this great stuff and move on to the next person because when you start moving from mentor to mentor and learning different things you'll find that your experience grows your confidence grows and you'll be able to put yourself in different situations which will allow you to progress through your career I mean have you what, what's your experience of of mentoring so or being mentored yeah, so I, I just want to unpack because I just feel like there was so much in that last <laughs> bit that you said. So I will I will answer that question. But first, I think yeah. one of the things that really strikes me is this is a real opportunity for people to take ownership of their career. You know, that's yeah. our whole strap line. That's yeah. about when you enter into a mentoring relationship, this may be the first time that you've entered into a mentoring relationship. It may be the first time that that mentor has been in one, or they may have mentored lots of people. And I think there can be a tendency to be passive in the relationship Mm. and wait, feel like the mentor is up here and you're kind of not on the same level as them because they're further ahead in some way. But just because somebody is further ahead in terms of their career or their knowledge on a particular aspect doesn't mean that the relationship is unequal. And I think when you are active in it and you take ownership for that relationship and for getting what you need from it, then it becomes much more of a partnership. And those are the types of mental relationships that I think work the best. So I think that really struck me was that aspect of encouraging people to take ownership, even if this is a mentor who's incredibly experienced and, you know, knows, it. I think that's something I've experienced of kind of feeling, you know, like fangirling on someone that is <laughs> mentoring me, of kind of feeling like, well, you know, you know so much, you're amazing. Like these are just people, they're just people with a bit yeah. more experience than you. And one day you're going to be in that situation where somebody will look up to you and want you to mentor and then they may well already do that. But I think it's really important to kind of take ownership of that relationship and of really considering how you can get what you want and need from it. And I think the other thing was really that bit that you were talking about of not expecting one person to fulfill all of these things. The more specific you are about what you want from a mentor, it might be that you can get that very quickly and easily. You don't necessarily need to set up a formal mentoring relationship with somebody to be able to learn from them. So it can be as simple as you've seen somebody 
in a meeting who handled questions incredibly well and kept their composure in a way that you really admire. And actually, that could be as simple as you saying to somebody, do you mind me asking? I thought you handled those questions so well. You kept your composure. People were firing things at you left, right and centre. I would love to be able to handle questions in the way that you did. Can you tell me how did you go about getting that skill and being able to do that? And they may or may not have an answer. They may not be able to articulate how and why they're able to do the thing that you admire, but at the very least, you've made someone's day. And that can be as simple as just having a 10, 15 minute conversation from a specific thing that you've identified that you would value, that would that would benefit you in your career. So yeah, just wanted to pick out a couple of those bits from what you shared because yeah. I felt like they're so key. Yeah. And and that's the thing because you might have already been in a situation where you've been mentored and maybe you didn't enjoy it or maybe you, you were mentored and you thought, what actually just happened there? Did I actually get anything away from that? Or you might be in a situation where you've been mentored for a period of time and it went really well. And it's almost like nobody really tells you how mentoring works. So you can carry on being a mentor for the rest of your life. You can pick and choose your mentors. You can be mentored for short periods and long periods of time there's no real rules and it is taking ownership so you take an ownership of your development you take an ownership of those mentoring relationships as you go through figuring out what else do I want to learn what do I want to learn this year I mean I usually for myself personally I will look and think okay this year what are my key areas of focus? And then I will look around for those people who are absolutely smashing it in those areas. And then I will follow on what they do, start connecting with them, start speaking to them. And that is exactly what I did in the corporate world as well, because I fast-tracked really quickly. I think I got one of the biggest pay rises that have been awarded in the last five or six years or something, because I went from management level to senior management level really quickly. And I did that through being mentored because I had some experience and through being mentored, I was able to then plug the gaps between where I was and where I wanted to be. I was able to take that huge leap that like literally everybody said, there's no point you applying for that job because you're not going to get it. But I, at the time had a mentor who was like, you know, you can do what you want. So you don't need to listen to anyone else. What, what are the gaps in your experience? I had a lot of management experience at that point. The only thing that was missing was strategy. So we spent a few weeks going through strategy. I went to a few strategy meetings and we really kind of looked into what does that mean and when I went to the interview I talked about my experience of strategy that that was something that would be a learning curve for me but this is my understanding of it and that was partly interview techniques but also partly having that mentor to explain to me that do you know what it's not as scary as you might think and this is what it is and this is how it all fits together and this is what you should be aware of I was able to articulate that in the interview and just say, you know, you know, progressing in my career is like really important to me. This is what I think I bring to this role. And from a strategy point of view, this is what I've been focusing on. And I've been working with a mentor and I've been doing this, that and the other, you know, taking ownership and finding the right mentor, showing how I was able to plug the gaps and being able to articulate what I'd already done. So I think you can use mentors in so many different ways. Yeah. And I think that's a really interesting one because in terms of how to find the right mentor for you, a really useful question to ask yourself is who can help me 
to understand where I don't know what I don't know. Yeah. Because the things that hold you back in your career are often the things that you don't know that you don't know. People who have either industry experience or business experience within your business who can help you answer that question can be really beneficial as mentors. And that's, I think when I've mentored people, that's often been where I've brought value is helping people to recognize they don't quite see the full picture on this. And I can help them to understand and uncover gaps because also when you don't know what you don't know, that can have a real impact on your confidence and it can hold you back from doing things. And often those gaps actually aren't as big or as complicated as you think. Yes. So when you consider that question and look around for people who can help you answer it, then what you can do is approach them. And I think I'm talking as well a lot from that perspective of most businesses don't have formal mentoring programs. If you're in a business where there is the opportunity to be selected for that, then it may well be that those businesses are bigger businesses that have more structure, that have more support generally. So if you don't have that in your business, don't expect that you can't do it. Be be proactive, be creative about how you can create that for yourself. And don't just accept the fact that, oh, my business doesn't have a mentoring program, so I can't have a mentor or my business won't pay for an external mentor. So, you know, I, I can't have a mentor because there's ways to solve that there's ways to do it and a a really simple way because people certainly from my perspective I have absolutely loved informal mentoring I've never been part of a formal mentoring program it's always come about where that relationship has developed and evolved and a great way to start it is to compliment somebody by saying you know, I really see that I could gain value from what you know and what you can share. Can you spare me some time? Yeah. And sometimes people will be able to or want to, and sometimes they might not, but you lose nothing by asking. And I think yeah. it's it's very easy for people to kind of feel, oh, I'm just going to sit and, you know, wait or feel like it's not possible because there isn't budget to invest or there isn't a mentoring program at my company. And none of that needs to get in the way. Yeah, I mean, all the best mentors that I've ever had are the ones that I've gone and sought out myself because I've been part of two formal mentoring programs and felt like I didn't get anything from either of them. But the mentors that have really helped me are the ones that I've sought out myself, that I've recognized something in. And like you say, you can always start off that mentoring relationship by offering somebody a compliment, you know, I absolutely love the way you do X, Y, or Z, or I saw you do this, or I've seen deliver something. And I thought it was amazing. You know, people like compliments. People don't always take compliments well though, which is funny, but you know, they never really know what to do with them, do they? But deep down, they definitely like them. And it's a good way to kind of, you know, you've got to be genuine with the compliment though. You know, you can't kind of get, give them a compliment and then, right, so can you mentor me on this? You know, it's- There's a difference between a compliment and blowing smoke up someone's ass. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think that all of the the most successful mentoring relationships that I've had are the ones I've sought out myself. And, you know, like I mentor 
loads of people as clients and outside of that as well and it does usually start with by seeing how you do this can you help this is a real weakness of mine or something you know and it was funny where you said about seeing how people handle questions in meetings because that was one of my recent mentees had seen me answering questions in a group she's like how do you stay so calm like how do you do that and it was partly years of practice working in change for eight years and chairing things like change boards and stuff like that you get all kinds thrown at you but part of that as well is emotional intelligence and there's so many different pieces to it and then when you ask somebody well how do you stay calm in that situation I'd like to do that as well it's not just as simple as oh you just do there's like so many layers to it and then when you start learning that, it's like, oh, okay. So it's it's not just like because I've got the knowledge or I've got the confidence. It's actually an element of emotional intelligence, knowing that none of this is personal to me. This is purely business, taking the emotion out of it and looking at what's fired at you in a logical manner. There's so much more to it. And a good mentor will be able to break that down for you and explain. And I think it helps when you ask that question, it doesn't just help you, it helps the mentor. Because often people have got to that stage of, they might be really good at something, but they might not consciously be aware of why they're good at it or exactly what they do. And so when you ask them that question, how do you stay so calm in that situation? It helps them to unpick and kind of ask themselves that question. Okay, how, why do I stay so calm? How do I manage to do it? And it helps them to unpick, which in turn can help them to then apply that same process to a different situation. So I feel like, yeah, definitely asking questions is is really helpful. And there's one final point that I want to make before we wrap up on the kind of key takeaways. And that's, we've talked about complimenting people and finding people that you want to learn from. Sometimes the best mentor can be somebody that you don't click with and Mm. you don't connect with, but there can still be some really specific things that you can learn from. So a really good example of this was a conversation with somebody. So I was kind of coaching through someone that could see someone else that managed up really well. And they were frustrated because being on this person's team, they were frustrated that they seem more bothered about the people, you know, managing up than they do with their team. And I get that there's that frustration. If that person's your boss, especially there's that frustration, but in that instance, what that does is allows you to, if you choose to, to recognize and say, okay, that might be really frustrating, but rather than focus on the frustration that I don't click with this person or that it irritates me that they pay more attention up than they do to their own team, what can I learn from that? And you can look at, okay, how does that person, and you can either have that conversation with them and still say to, you know, regardless of what you think of them as a whole or what other flaws they may have, you can still have that conversation that says, I can see that you do a great job of managing up. Can you give me some tips or some advice? How could I do that better? Or you could just observe and start to, often you can unpick it from looking and observing and considering, okay, what are the elements to that? How do they do that? And when I was asking coaching questions, they were actually able to unpick a lot of, well, actually they do this and they do this. 
oh, and so it's kind of like, okay, well, you could start using that knowledge now and you can start using and applying that. You do care about the team that you're responsible for. So that's great. You don't need to learn that. But what you do need to do is to get recognition from people at a senior management level to give you your next opportunity. So how can you go about doing that? Well, you can learn from this person who you may be frustrated by, but equally you can learn from. And that is that's a really good point because I think people tend to gravitate towards people who are like them, who, you know, uh, you know, very similar to them in lots of ways. But actually, there's so much to learn from people who aren't like you, but have a skill set that you would like to understand in more detail or display behaviors that that you would almost like to copy in order to progress in your career. So I think that's a great point. So what would be the key takeaways then? We've had quite a, you know, much longer discussion than normal on the topic, which has been brilliant to really delve into it. What would be the real takeaways you would say to somebody? I think for me, it would be clear. So first of all, yeah, be clear on what support that you need. Um, That's that's important. Um, You know, have at least one thing you want to focus on. Number two would be don't assume that it needs to be one person. You can have multiple mentors for multiple things. And as you go through that mentoring relationship, there'll be other things that come up. Number three would be look for the person that has been there, done it, bought the T-shirt so that you can learn from what they did. Um, And number four would be learn from people who are different, like what you just said, you know, don't just focus on the people that are the same as you. And then finally, I think we're going to have to have five, (laughs) is know when to end that relationship as well. So when it's time to move on, you know, recognize, you know, you've kind of exhausted, you know, what you wanted to learn there and it's time to move on with a new mentor and go back to that first mentor in the future, but just know when that that part is done and it's time to move on. Love it. So there we go. That's our key takeaways. And hopefully that will help for those of you that are in that situation where you're considering whether you might need a mentor, whether it might be a coach, whether it might be a bit of both that you need and just really wanting to understand kind of how do I make that happen? Because if you're going to take ownership of your career, then finding the right mentors will be a crucial part of it. Thank you so much for joining us. We will be back again for the next episode. In the meantime, we would love it if you would rate and review the podcast. So you can do that on any of the main podcast platforms. And if you would like to sign up and be notified each time new episodes land, then you can do that by heading to careerandleadershiprealtalk.com. Cheers for now, and we'll catch you next time.